The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Great show uh, today, UFC Unfiltered, but again, that's for you to determine. Not only do we have a MeUndies read, which everyone always loves, we have uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the phone, we have Lando Venata on the phone. I kept calling him Landon when we talked to him, but that is his proper name. I'm not wrong. Uh, I do my Nicholson impression. Oh, I don't want to blow it right now, but you're going to love it. And then more importantly, we have Matt Sarah's family makes a quick appearance. Enjoy. He may finish it here. Oh, he's, he's out. out. He he out. Oh. It is all over. He got rocked. UFC and digital media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Powered by digital media, find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. You are, we are your hosts. I mean, that's very correct. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Good show today. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is calling in. Um, I guess he's racing the uh, the Daytona 500. Is that what it is? And uh, we also have Lando Venata calling in, who, if you haven't seen Lando fight, he is a lightweight. He is fighting on the main card of, a, I want to say, is it 209? Oh, I love when I can remember numbers really well. And he is a, he's really, really fun to watch. A New Jersey guy out of Neptune, New Jersey. Like what? Jack Nichols. I'll do my Jack Nicholson impression. Let me hear it. Hey, welcome to the show. He's going to go fucking nuts. He's going to go, Nicholson's there with you. Hey, here's UFC Unfiltered. He's going to go crazy for my Nicholson. That was... That was your Nicholson? Oh, come on. Matt's in awe. He's going to go, how did you get Nicholson in there? I'm going to go, we're both from Neptune, New Jersey. What exit? <laughs> oh, he's going to go crazy. <laughs> uh, when was that fight that we just watched just now from Lando when he did that spinning? Uh, John McDessie? Uh, oh, one of the best. That, that wow. was the walk-off home run of kicks. Wow. Walk-off home run of kicks. That was. That was that was up there with uh, Barbosa's. Yeah, over to Terry Adam. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't know when that was. December. Oh, that was that was in December? Yeah. yeah. And he fought uh <sighs> Man, that was one of the that was as perfect as it gets. Yeah. That, that guy kick. just dropped. And he didn't run over. That's a tough guy, Odessi, too. The guy could take a beating. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he got you square in the mouth. Oh man. They, I mean, they always say the shots you don't see. And that thing. And that and, and that he did a, like a, a Mark Hunt type walk off after that. Yeah. He landed <laughs> that thing. And it was just like, done. Done. When, when Ali knocked out George Foreman, there's a moment where he hits Foreman and Foreman is falling. And Ali went to go in again and then he stopped. And, and whoever was talking about the fight said it was almost as if Ali didn't want to ruin the visual 
of him going down. Like he knew it was beautiful yeah. to watch him. Yeah. And that's how you felt like you watched when he knocked out McDessie. He just, he knew he was done and there was no reason to wreck it just quietly. Yeah. Well, he didn't even react when he knocked him down. You see that rope of dope stuff? You can get away with that. With a, I mean, like, like he did that really. Uh, Muhammad Ali versus uh, Foreman. Versus Foreman. He did, was up against the ropes and Foreman's trying to work them. But the ropes, they got some give. Sure. And you got those big gloves on, even with a beast like Foreman back in the day throwing at you. You can't really, like, I, it reminds me almost like when Travis was up against the cage when he was a little hurt. And uh, yeah. you got the black beast swinging on Smaller him. gloves. Smaller gloves. The cage has zero give. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a different, I mean, I, I wouldn't recommend the rope-a-dope. No. Although Foreman, well, though. Not is to there, mention is, there's no rope. Is there anybody in the UFC that hits as hard as George Foreman in 1974? I don't know. I mean, there's some guys in Gano throws a punch. Mark Hunt throws a punch. No. There's some guys that throw punches. But George Foreman in 1974 it was literally like a machine with just with fucking cannonballs. Yeah. I mean, he hit. It's like, true. He destroyed it's, Joe Frazier. You also got a six knockdowns. Take into consideration, it'll be a little bit more uh, blunt. I guess the word would be right. A small glove, oh small ounce gloves. I mean, come on, yeah, that, big that, difference. That might be a little. So even if it's not just as powerful, that'll make up some difference there. Yeah, I'm working on because you know they've been switching out commentators with with Rogan. Uh, you know, I, I understand who else is doing it now. Dominic Cruz and John Anik together are doing it with a 209 with Joe. Yeah, Anik will be the lead guy with Rogan, and then now uh, Cruz will be the third guy. Oh, Cruz yeah, they've asked they've asked me to jump in there a little bit, and I, I've already get my catchphrases and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, like when Derek Lewis is throwing, I'm gonna go. He's throwing some punches with bad intentions. That's not bad. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, they're gonna love it. That's what I, you know, I think about stuff like that, whether it's commentary or even like catchphrases. Like I'm thinking about ending the show, being like, like you know, like like uh, Ron Burgundy with the State Classy in San Diego. I don't, I, I always say movie comedies that Jimmy doesn't watch, but uh, like just something like, all right, stay positive, people. That's cool. No, yeah, stay classy. That, that's already taken. Yeah, stay what classy. No, stay classy. Uh, how about this? Hey, uh, all right, that's another episode. Uh, hey, remember, don't filter yourself. That's that's not gonna stick. UFC unfiltered, <laughs> but you gotta do the first thing. You gotta go. You gotta do the click like that, so they know that that to listen. Yeah, we try. Don't filter yourself. Don't filter yourself. And remember, don't filter yourself. Like Dr. Laura would say, that's go take on the day. All right, maybe it won't what did she say? It was awful. She would always go, go take on the day. Who would say that? Stupid Dr. Laura. I don't want to listen to her. Not me and you. Need both. Is she still on? Yes, yeah, she is. Okay, she's a smart lady, but. Uh, we have a lot. Hey, listen, we have Dale Earnhardt Jr. calling in. Did we mm. already say that? We did, and we also said uh, <laughs> Lando Venata's calling in. I don't in. know what's going on. And Lando, man, oh my God, I want to talk to him. And is he fighting again soon? Oh my God, on 209. What? I just said that. Yeah, he's fighting. Who's he fighting on 209? The best is when we have to go over exactly what we just went over a yeah. second ago. I'm listening to me. I might be shot. What is it? No. What's he fighting? He's fighting on 209. I know. You said that, but who? 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 Hold on. Let me. He, he did it. I should answer this. Uh, uh, David Tamor. David who? David Tamor. Oh, shoot. That That's, I mean, Lando, man, that guy's got a lot of potential. And his only loss is when he took that fight on short notice to Tony Ferguson. Is that correct? Two weeks notice, yeah. Two weeks notice. And in a fight where he was had, had uh, Tony in trouble in the beginning. Knocked him down. Uh, I mean, he really stunned him with a kick. And uh, I think he made a mistake, though, when he when he went on top of Tony. I think he should have let him back up. Uh, that was personally, again, it's easy for me to say sitting here as I pinch my well, fat. Well, when but you I'm get just him on the phone, you set him straight. Well, I was, I was, I was, <laughs> I, I, I will never tell a fighter what they should have done because, like you said, that's annoying. But no, if I'm curious about something, I'll ask. Like, no, what was you course. thinking? And when I saw Ferguson was so hurt, 
And then Ferguson wrapped him up and kind of recovered. Well, I would him. ask him. I would always say, listen, in hindsight, we all know it's 2020. Sure. But what, what would you do differently? Would you have done this differently? That's yeah, not, would you have? Or, yeah. or, or There's uh, always a better way of saying it. because Yeah, I'm as curious. As a fighter, I'm, I'll tell you, there's it's people annoying. that would come up to you and be like, you know what you should have done? I'd be like, really? What I should have done? I always ask why they didn't. And there's a difference because it's like they have a reason for it. And I'd like to know the reason. I'm not informed yeah. on the reason. Um, to say should have... I don't know about that. He might have a great fucking uh, arm bar. He might have a great uh, choke. And he might have said, I wanted to put a little choke on him. He wouldn't say it like that. But when I do my, oh, I'm going to ask him as Jack, why didn't she get up and strike with Tony Ferguson again? I, I wish I could do an impersonation. Oh, me too. <laughs> wish I could do one. You know? I do anyone. You name him, I do him. That's just what I do. I do impressions. I can't help it. Gifted. Do, all right, do Chris the producer. Um, uh, uh, hold on. That's Chris the producer. That's all he says. <laughs> That's pretty Hold much on. it. That's a hard one to do. Oh, here's Chris the producer. Here's my impression of Chris the producer. <laughs> Waving uh, the reeds uh, at us. Then again, that's how the bills get paid. It's true. And, uh, but here's my impression it's of Chris true. the producer. Uh, Matt, what's his name? Jim Norton. I don't know. Chris the producer. Here's the name. That's what that, he does. Yeah, he he knows the names we're pretty, supposed yeah, to know. That's that's pretty much. Uh, that, he knows what we're supposed to know. I think you got that down, Pat. And we're promoting also, obviously, uh, 209 Woodley versus Thompson 2, the rematch. <laughs> tremendous uh, fight coming up. That yeah. is uh, March the 4th, Saturday. That's not this Saturday. It's next Saturday. Of course, the main event is Tyron Woodley, uh, the welterweight champion against uh, Thompson. You all know that. Uh, Khabib never got made off against Tony Ferguson, oh, numbers one oh, and two man, in the lightweight division. I can't division. believe it. That's right. That's a two weeks. That's the co-main. And people are forgetting the middleweight. Uh, Rashad oh, fighting at middleweight now. Um, has he fought at middleweight before? Oh. Yeah, he was supposed to be on the New York card. He had... Whatever issue. It was knee or something, right? Or he was not cleared to fight? Yeah, it was just medically. This is his first middleweight fight? Yeah. Uh, He's fighting Dan Kelly, and it's odd to see a guy later fight lighter. I'm surprised he wants to cut that weight, unless he's just walking around lighter. Uh, And then, of course, uh, Lando Venata against David Tamor. And uh, Overeem, Mark Hunt, that's a fight I'm really looking forward to. Man, that's the first fight of the main card. Wow, this is a hell of a card. Amazing. A hell of a card. I can't wait for the Khabib versus Ferguson. I can't wait for that. I can't. Listen. You know what's messed up about this <laughs> is that I, on this on March, 4, I you know for for uh, Valentine's Day, you know it's it's hard. You know I've been with my wife almost, I mean maybe like fifteen years altogether, but I've been with her almost married. Like it's gonna be ten years, ten May, wonderful years, ten wonderful years. No, never problems. And and not one fight. <laughs> really? No, I hate when people say that. It's a bad, right. the worst joke over. Uh, you see, like on our Facebook or something. Uh, Honey, happy anniversary. Married 10 years. And to think we never had a fight. Oh, fucking die. And then people are supposed to laugh. And, and then oh, people go, oh, oh, that means you really. Oh, oh, oh. That's only funny if the police show up at your house a lot and it's like a real gallows humor joke and not one real fight. Meanwhile, you're taking out in cuffs every other weekend. Uh, meanwhile, you're always showing up at a black eye at a PTA meeting. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wait, what are we? I'm going to get back to this. Do we have the phones? Do we have uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. here? Hi, uh, this is Tiff. I am going to hand him the phone right now. Oh, okay. Look at that. Thank you. Hello. Hi, Dale. You're talking to Matt and Jim. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, guys. How great is it to have somebody who actually hands you the phone? That's when you know you're in a good position in life, when someone makes the call and hands you the phone. That's how you know you made it. It definitely is nice. <laughs> hey, what did you uh, begin? Though? Your father was obviously uh, you know, such a legendary racer. What did you want to do before you raced? Or when you were a little kid, do you like, I want to be like dad? Or did he try to get you to do something else? Uh, he didn't care. <laughs> I was just... Uh... Yeah, I wanted to definitely do what he was doing. He was, uh, it looked like his whole world was exciting. Uh, you know, people admired him and, and he celebrated wins and successes and that looked fun. 
But uh, I don't know that he was too concerned about what I was going to end up doing uh, as a youngster. We just kind of we just kind of followed him around any opportunity we got. Sure. I mean, and what you must be like an adrenaline driven person. We all get our adrenaline uh, different ways. Some guys, you know, uh, you know, jump out of planes or whatever. What else do you do to get that high? Because life in general, when you're racing for a living, how else do you feel good? I mean, it's got to be hard to compete with that. Well, we don't have a whole lot of opportunity to fill the time uh, in between races. Uh, there's a, you know, the race season is pretty long. We start in February and race all the way through November, but I, I've had opportunity to get into the announcer's booth a couple times. And to be honest with you, uh, that that's pretty exciting to be able to be in the booth and see the race and try to articulate what's going on to the fans is, is a, is, I get a rush from that. I've enjoyed that a lot. Um, so that would be one area where I'd say that I've found some excitement. Is that something you might want to do? Because there's been some talk of your retirement. Do, do you want to retire, or is that just people saying, well, he's 42 now, maybe you know, he should look at that, or is that, is, is that something you thought of? I'm ready to one day, but not, not this season. Um, not, you know, I, I expect to get, you know, race a couple more years uh, beyond, <coughs> beyond this year. And you but, were, uh, yeah, I did, I did enjoy the broadcasting quite a bit. And, and you were racing in in the did you did you come in second in the race your dad was killed in? Yes, I did. That, I mean, it's an amazing, it's a sad story, but it's also an amazing story. And I'm sure I'm sure you've covered it before, but we've never had the opportunity to ask you. So when that when when that occurred, did you know in that moment something very bad had happened, or did you find how you know what what was that that like for you at that moment? I sensed that there was something different about that particular accident, and uh, I ran immediately out of the car to the infant care center to see my father and uh, they had already rushed him to the hospital so we ran to the hospital as fast as we could and i saw him over there just momentarily um very frightening horrifying experience and uh you know just a very difficult thing to go through knowing not only me but how many other people were affected by that at that moment and and were you guys close? Because I'm I'm hearing you guys are you know he was he was he you you were first you you were racing against each other. So did you guys have a close relationship? We did. I was driving for him in his car, so he owned the car that I was competing in. And his the other he had two cars in the race, and the other car won the race. So we finished first and second in cars he owned as his team, and uh, we were very close. Um. And, and uh, did you ever think of retire? Like when that happened, was there a thought for you? Like, wow, I can't do this, or I, I shouldn't do this. Yeah. yeah, sure. I didn't want to go back to the track after that. <laughs> and, and how long did it take you? And, and what finally convinced you? Well, I had to. I had sponsors and re- responsibilities and contracts, and there's so many other there's so many strings attached to the whole thing that uh, it wasn't in, it wasn't just a decision that I could make on a whim. And you are racing February the twenty eighth. It's two o'clock on Fox, and that is uh, that's the Daytona five hundred. So uh, we have to promote. That is what you're promoting. And what what's your Absolutely. process before a race? Like obviously, you got to be a certain weight. You guys are like jockeys in a way. Like every every pound uh, pound counts, and you, it, it's so much more goes into it than people realize. Well, the drivers are weighed before the race, and they add or subtract weight from the vehicle depending on how much the driver weighs and they do that in 10 pound brackets. So I'm 181. If, if I had been anywhere in the 170 bracket, they would add five pounds to my car, which is not really a good thing. So uh, heavier you are, I think uh, the lighter your race car can be. 
uh, to a point that's, that's an advantage, but I, um, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not too much of an advantage to be, be the one, be really light or really heavy on the racetrack. The cars all weigh about the same and NASCAR controls the weight of the cars due to how they weigh the drivers. One of the most fascinating things to me or to any casual race fans, I know very little about it is when you guys are going around and you jump into a pit stop, how long are you in the pit stop and exactly what do they do when you, when you pull in? A great pit stop is about 11 and a half to 12 and a half seconds. They'll change four tires and put 22 gallons of fuel in the tank. In 12 seconds? Yes. So when you pull into a gas station and you're stuck behind somebody, do you want to murder them? (laughs) (laughs) No. No, actually, uh, the older you get, the more relaxed I think you get. But also, I get a lot of, you know, I get a lot of my satisfaction for speed and all that on the racetrack so i'm pretty tame on the highway oh so when you're driving you're not impatient with everybody you're pretty much a you know a 10 o'clock two o'clock regular suburban driver because you've gotten it out of your system yeah if somebody does something stupid i'll be calling them out but for the most part i'm not in no hurry on the highway do you uh do you have road rage who doesn't <laughs> but i know but if i have it it's different <laughs> than if you have it because you're so much more qualified How to handle different? it What's because, because you're so much of a better driver that you could really, really make somebody look ridiculous, and I would probably have an accident. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't want to get myself into trouble, so I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to act on my rage, but uh, yeah, I mean, you get frustrated with things you see out on the interstate. And you're married. Uh, did, how did you meet your wife? Did you meet her through racing, or, or did you, or how did you meet her? Actually, I was uh, building a new home about nine years ago, and she was part of the design team. Oh wow! That we had hired, we had hired this design team to build it, and she was part of that. And as soon as I saw her, I thought she was the most beautiful one I ever seen in my life. Oh, and nice. well, yeah, because uh, I've worked with women like whether it was helping me like pick out furniture or something, but I'm always scared to ask them to go out. So did you know her for a while, and then you're like, yeah, I'm going to ask her out, or or did you just kind of know it would work? I knew her for a while. It took us uh, it took us a while to to get to where we had the opportunity to go out. You were voted. Um, NASCAR's most popular driver for a 14th consecutive time following the 2016 season. Now, at what point did you realize, like, there's really not much other competition? Like, the fact that you're winning this, do you worry about winning this every year, or do you know it's pretty much a lock? Now, I know you don't want to sound cocky, but let's be honest. Right. Yeah, you don't make any assumptions. There's some new guys coming in the sport. Chase Elliott is one guy that I think will be winning plenty of most popular driver awards in his future. Um, and, but there's a new guard that are, there's all these young guys that are coming in that know really well, uh, the in and out social media. They work a lot of different platforms, much better than the old guard. Mm. And they are reaching fans in a new way. And so that's going to, that's going to start to bring those guys to the top and bring, raise their popularity and, 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 uh, raise their profile. So. Yeah, you don't take anything for granted. I don't worry about winning it because if I were to lose it, you know, uh, I would certainly be happy for whoever achieved that because it's a pretty unique, uh, fun, fun thing to be rewarded with. That's I why you win it. In it. That, by the way, you just explained why you win it because you're a nice guy. I'd be happy for the next guy that won it. So people like that. They can feel that you're a genuine guy. That's <laughs> why I would lose it because I'm very competitive and I would I would really hate on whoever beat me. <laughs> People can sense that you're just a, you're a gentleman. What other sports do you watch? Do you watch NASCAR like when you're not doing it? Are you so sick of it that you want to watch something else just as opposed to, to racing? Yeah, I would like here, – here it is. Okay, that's hard to explain. But 
I was out of the car for six months last year, so I could, so I had this experience. I don't like watching it on TV. Uh, I don't want, I got other things I could be doing around the house that are more interesting to me than to watch it on TV, but I would, I want to be at the track watching it. So if I had my choice of watching the race, I would watch it if I could be there in person every time, every opportunity, but to watch it on TV is a little frustrating for me. I don't know. Now, now Dale, I'm a former fighter, and there's fighter there's there's movies on fighting that are just horrendous. There's other ones that kind of capture the moment. Is there any like movie? Right. I know Tom Cruise had that movie back in the day. I forgot what it was. It was a race car movie. There's Talladega Nights. Is there any movies that kind of capture the Bobby feel? Deerfield? <laughs> what is, that? is that a movie? Uh, you know. I'm uh, oh, it is. Huh? That's an old school movie. I think they're uh, yeah. Most of the movies that they've done for NASCAR haven't done a great job of actually capturing what the what the sport's about or what you might re- experience if you were, you were to go in per- person. One of my favorite stock car movies or NASCAR movies is called Last American Hero, which it was made in 71 or 72, oh. and it starred Jeff Bridges when he was uh, just getting going as an actor. It had a lot of a lot of good actors in there that are that were prominent today, but I, that one was more real. Uh, Grease Lightning was a movie about uh, Wendell Wendell Scott and right, Richard Pryor, starred by Richard Pryor. That as well is, I think, a realistic portrayal of the sport, especially in that era. Uh, so those two are probably my favorites. Uh, there's been a couple movies in the past. Uh, a couple of years that, that have came out about F1 that have been pretty good. But as far as stock car movies, there aren't many modern uh, takes that I think are, are realistic or we or were intended to be more realistic, you know? So obviously I like Talladega Nights. I thought it did. It was funny. <laughs> you had a little part in that. Did you have a cameo? Yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> you had Will yeah, Ferrell asking for his great. autograph. <laughs> yeah. So that's not realistic uh, in Talladega Nights when they get out when their cars crash and then they were racing on foot to finish the race. That <laughs> yeah. That's when that's where they that's where they lost my interest. <laughs> <laughs> they jumped they jumped the shark on that one. <laughs> yeah, you had some concussion like uh, uh, or a concussion or concussion like symptoms. Do you, do you know exactly what caused it? Uh, yeah, it was a cumulative wreck throughout last season. Uh, we had we had a maybe half a dozen good hard licks uh you know those piled up and uh the symptoms typically when i had dealt with this issue before in my career you would know it immediately after the accident that you you were affected or you had an issue in the way that it came on very slowly much like the flu or, or a cold might come in real easy and slow over the period of the week so i had these subtle subtle, subtle uh issues that that kind of became worse and worse over a period of about seven or eight days. And this was long after the last accident. So that, that really confused me. And it took, it made the diagnosis a little bit more challenging or we sort of misdiagnosed it for a few days before we finally got in front of the right people. And, um, do you, any concerns you talk about concussion or hitting your head? Uh, even though you guys are as well protected as you probably can be in that situation, is there any concern with like CTE or having any type of long-term effects or problems with memory or anything? Uh, you know, I talked to my doctor, you know, if you sit around and read enough articles, you can worry yourself to death, um, about some of the, the stories out there, uh, or the, the experiences that, that some of the veterans from the NFL or what have you are, are having, 
uh, you can certainly put a lot of concern and worry into your into your life. Uh, but the one thing that I I get comfort in, I suppose, is uh, what I'm hearing from my own doctor, and he sees this doctor is Mickey Collins from Pittsburgh, and he sees about 25 patients a day. He works with the Steelers and the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, as well as many other uh, athletes. Uh, he also sees kids and just uh, people from all walks of life that are dealing with this type of problem. So he has a lot of experience, I guess, is what I'm getting at. And he's told me that what he sees in me doesn't doesn't concern him as far as my long-term health beyond driving the car. So I can gain confidence in that. Sure. I want to continue to compete. And he's gave me the green light that he feels comfortable that I can without putting myself in danger. Well, you will also too in football. One of the main problems they have is in practice. It's not just the game. Like even, even when you're fighting, you're not always getting hit full force. And in football, you're practicing. People forget. They just think the games. It's like, no, it's the hours of practice that really cause the damage. So I guess it's a little different. Yeah. Like you don't crash often or you don't bang your head that often. I don't want to minimize one, one or the other. Uh, but you're right. I mean, these football players have played, Pop Warner, they've played college, right. high school. They've got two-a-day practices every day. I mean, they're they're continuously in this environment. And, and you know, there's a lot more. It's the continuous, repetitive events over these years that are getting these guys the long-term issues. And I think, you know, you get in front of the right doctors and sit down and, get you know, continue to get educated. Uh, you, it's tremendous what you can learn about concussions and and how they're able to treat them these days. And they're still learning today. It's sort of, we're sort of in this renaissance, I guess, of, uh, you know, doctors really understanding how to get to it and get it right and get it fixed. And this is your first race back after missing the second half of the 2016 uh, season, uh, recovering from that concussion. Do you watch, uh, I know you're a casual UFC fan. Do you, have you ever been to one of the fights live, ever been to an event? Yeah, I was at the, uh, I went to one where uh, Misha Tate won the title. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, and Diaz choked out McGregor. That was an incredible experience. I'd never been to a fight before, so, boy, did I pick the best, oh, yeah. <laughs> the best first <laughs> fight to go to. That's a good that first was, fight. I mean, my God, it was incredible. And I've been uh, I've been a fan. I was a fan before, but, daggum, man, that, was, that locked me in right there. Isn't it amazing when you're watching it? The because again, I've never fought either. The energy of, of of when these guys are walking out to fight, the way the, the the lights go out and the music comes, and when you know that two guys are walking or two women are walking to just to just fight in in a cage, there, there's a real energy there you can't describe unless you're sitting in the room. Yeah, I think that there's you know you're watching these two guys and they're 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 literally the only two guys in the room that have the balls to get in there, and so. We're, you know, as fans, every one of us in that theater are sitting there with that admiration of, man, these guys are really two badass dudes and or, or females that, that have more nerve and guts. And, and to get in there and go through that type of warfare, it's just, uh, there's nothing comparable uh, on this earth as to what you see in a UFC fight. Now, there's no, there's nothing more raw and unfiltered in sport and it just it's it it kind of it harks back to the gladiator days of 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 rome and and greece and it's just incredible when you witness it in in person that that the the, the 
the guts that it takes to climb in there is much less to win and be the best. I mean, just the balls and the, the, the guts that it takes to make, you know, to get in there and do the work, to train, to make the weight, and then to show up and, and dominate somebody. Uh, you got to feel like you're on top of the world when you come out of there with a victory. You yeah. sure do, Dale. No, I'm only kidding. Sorry, I used to fight. <laughs> no, listen, I'll tell you, he described that he amazingly. <laughs> even even the thing about the gladiators, because when people, there's no more emperor, yeah. uh, but when people are like, whoa, like that's the thumbs down. When people, they're not happy. You know what I mean? People even react the same yeah. way. If, the, if it's not moving fast enough, they they let, the, let their displeasure be known. It's true. Exactly. Uh, well, all right. Well, we appreciate you calling, Dale. Let's also properly promote the Daytona 500, February the 26th, 2 o'clock Eastern, on Fox, and you are driving uh, number 88 nationwide Chevrolet SS for the uh, 2017 Daytona 500. And, uh, you know, you're a real legend, yes, so it, it, it's really fun to talk to you. And uh, good luck, man, and, and welcome back. We're, we're glad you're racing again. I, mean, I appreciate all the kind words. It was a great time to talk to you guys, too, and I hope that we can talk again soon. So Yeah, maybe we'll see boys. you to fight. After you win this, maybe we'll see you to fight. Let's do it. I'm ready to go. All right, all Dale. Right. Take care. Thanks a lot. See you. Bye. Thanks, what a nice guy. Yeah, really nice dude. But I'm I amazed like that, that uh, Man, we, he explained. That was awesome. Yes. How he described that, the respect he had. It's better than I do. I try to describe it. I never that do a was, good job. That was that was fantastic. Yeah. It got me like my it got me like motivated. Yeah. Made me want to go take some jujitsu myself. Yes, yeah, and you're going to. Jimmy, you know, Jimmy came down with us the other day, Chris the producer. I know he saw me a little bit. Yeah, man. After uh last episode, uh we we took a trip down, me, him, and our buddy Harley Flanagan. Yes. And uh, I've never we, felt so safe on the train. <laughs> yeah, you got me ready to unlock somebody. If somebody messes with Jimmy, Harley's gonna bite him and look for a beer bottle to break. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we were we had his back, but uh, yeah, what a fun time with that wild man. But I gave, we gave him the tour of the place, so Henzo Gracie's Academy, it's great over on um, th- uh, 30th between uh, 7th and 8th Avenue. I, I loved like, it when I walked in. Smell the gym smell is never pleasant, and I, I love when I walked in. I just like, I really like this place. Like I yeah, want to take no, some, it's, it's, uh, it makes you want to get on the mat. And you saw everybody's very friendly. They're all nice. Well, everybody's giving me hugs. Yeah. I'm a hugger. Well, yeah, but you're walking in there with you is not necessarily indicative of how it's going to be for me. Well, I'm like you're the a legend there. over there. Yeah. You know, I'm just a new guy who's going to say karate chops a lot and really annoy everybody. <laughs> Teach me how to throw some karate chops. No, you're going to have a great time. I got to buy a gi. I don't have a gi. Ah, they got them there. Maybe I tell they them I don't wear it. It's a, a one stop shop. You go oh, there, you get them? Gi, buy a Henzo Gracie shirt. Yes, I won't wear a Henzo shirt until I've actually taken a few because no, I'll feel yeah. like a poser. It's almost it's it's almost like if you go to if you if you go to one Sabbath concert, then you go out and buy Sabbath shirts and people are like, you a Sabbath fan? You're like, well, I saw him once. Like I gotta do it a yeah. little bit before I earn the right to wear a shirt that's got his name. Cause then I'm just trying to have the image. You take jujitsu? Well, I don't want to brag. Yeah. Then I got my fucking teeth knocked out. One of my uh <laughs> for Christmas, one of my one of my black belts, Big Ronnie, got me a nice um Henzo Gracie Academy uh Almost like one of those uh, baseball jackets. Yeah. The Henzo, and you know, I don't like baseball, so it's perfect. I like those jackets, but sure. I'm not going to wear a, a, a baseball. I hate baseball. I won't wear one. So, a, but now I can wear that and be like, damn right, Henzo Gracie, but it's a little too cold for that. I'm going to wear that soon. Well, you could wear it because you're I'm Matt Sarah. To that. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I'm a, I'm a black belt. Yeah. <laughs> certainly are. What about when he's he's bringing up all the, oh, and it takes so much guts. Oh, thanks, Dale. <laughs> the guy who's probably know I fight. But he's right. <laughs> He's correct. Let me tell you. I remember there was a, a quote from a, 
I remember an interview with with uh, they, when they, uh, one of the first celebrities they actually go to a live UFC event. It was back in the day when it was more of a freak show, like UFC number three, and it was your buddy Gary Busey. Oh God! <laughs> and back, what did they and say? I, that was the best football well, game I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! Oh God! Dude, I got a real. I think I should get checked out. Why do I get lightheaded when you make me laugh? Because you just you 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 have a laugh. Why is that? It's Look a, at me. Just, it's a forcing. It's like a, just, there's no forcing. It's coming no, no, out. No, 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 not, not you're not forcing. Yeah. But your body in the, in the act of laughing is just forcing air out. Do I look normal to you right now? Yeah, a little when red. I look like I'm about to explode. What is that? Because your body, you might actually kill me. What? You're killing me. I tell you what it is. Your body is forcing air out, and when you're forcing air out, it's forcing <laughs> blood into your head. That's you. That's you laugh hearty. You have a real hearty laugh. I'm a hearty. Yeah, you're a hearty, hearty laugh. Laugh, hearty appetite. Absolutely, you're a hearty uh, man. But oh yeah, so uh, Gary Busey said <laughs> it's a because it reminded me with all the gladiator talk. He goes, it's a far. I I, remember, I don't know why I remember this, but he goes, it was a it's a far cry from the gladiator days, gladiator gladiator days. But it is definitely gladiatorial. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I swear that's his. He, they interviewed him, and that's what he said. I don't. I remember this like freaking twenty years later. He's a yeah. smart guy and a weird guy. Yeah, man, I like him already. Um, I want to introduce him. But wait, what were you saying to me earlier about uh, <laughs> about Derek, Derek Lewis? Derek Lewis, my favorite new guy on Twitter. Come on, um, man. What was he? He won't he stop retweeting things that have him call, talking about where's Ronda's he's fine ass. He's retweeting them? Oh, boy, is he. Dude, talk about a guy that doesn't give an F. He doesn't. He does not <laughs> care. I mean, look, I don't know if the three and a half years in prison could do that to somebody. Sure. But uh, it probably makes you realize like what's important and what's not and what's yeah. going to hurt you and what's not. And, you know, when you're in prison, from what they tell me, you know, because I, you know, believe me, I would be the guy cleaning and ironing the socks um, for Derek <laughs> while he relaxed. But it's probably, you know, when you're fighting in jail, I'm sure you're afraid a guy's going to hit you with something or cut you with a fucking box cutter. Mm. Real, even cage fighting is nothing compared to because you know a guy's not going to pull a weapon and stab you. <laughs> well, the I worst guess- that can happen is you get knocked out. You're not going to get stabbed. Nah, well, in, in prison, who knows? Yeah. They got shanks and stuff. You don't know yeah. where he was. I mean, you know, that's that's listen, that's dangerous. But that guy, I think that guy in prison, he probably had people like making him breakfast and, oh, and boy, that, if, if, giving him a massage, making his bunk. If he wanted hash browns, I'd be the one he'd throw the lipstick on and I'd have to go up and down the oh, tears sucking dicks man. until he got his hash browns. <laughs> That's great. You know, but I, I'll tell you what he would do. If he, wanted, if he really wanted me to look sexy or anybody in jail, here's what they would probably do to me. Do what? They wouldn't have panties in jail, but they'd probably go, I want Jim to look good. And they'd put a little lipstick on me. I'd go, cut it out, guys. And they'd throw, throw these on. I'd be like, but they're me undies. And they'd be like, yeah, but the modal is three times softer than cotton. Oh. And I like the way your ass feels in them. And I'd go, oh, you know man. what? I'm insulted slash complimented all at the same uh. time. I remember one time I did one night in jail. And then it was for a radio stunt. No big deal. And the guy said to me, he goes, picture a world. We're putting on a new pair of underwears and just fresh. He'd say, you're stepping into a better day. I'm like, dude, I don't want to have this discussion. He said, think about it. I said, all right, I will. He said, underwear is the first thing you put on and the last thing you take off. I'm like, yes, sir, it is. Why would you settle for anything less than the best feeling underwear on the planet? And when he said that, it feels so good. Kiss me on the neck. Now, MeUndies focuses solely on producing the most comfortable underwear you've ever experienced. Now, because Matt's lovely wife and children are in the next room, I will not stand up and show you what I'm wearing, but my hand is down the back of my pants and trust me, I am feeling modal. I am wearing my MeUndies. I wear them every day. I have like four pairs. For the price of two cocktails, MeUndies will deliver your favorite new pair of underwear right to your doorstep 
Better can day I, can guaranteed. I of course you can. Only because they don't see us. Why do you really have to put your hand down your pants? You could just say you were doing it. I'm, because I'm a truthful I'm right person. I'm a truthful person. I don't lie. But you got to put your hand down your pants and you said, I'm doing it. You could just say you were doing it. I do lie about a lot of things, but not about you my You weren't lying pants. about that. No, I wasn't. You, I, I thought you were digging for gold down there. No, no, no. I wanted to touch the side to make sure I was, in fact, wearing them. And I'm like, I am. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I love them. I didn't mean to interrupt. You're that not is, interrupting. That's I'm a fair like, point. You know. You're saying Jim is really touching his underwear so people know, wow, we thought Jim was just selling something. No, no. That, that, that's true. Jim really did. No. How can I say this cleanly? Jim has Modal on his tush. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Look, here's the deal. Try them on. If they're not the most comfortable, best feeling undies you've ever had. A, you're lying. And they're gonna B, they're gonna refund and let you keep the first pair for free. So go back to your stupid burlap underpants. Is that what you want to wear? Your, not me. Your stupid burlap underpants with the giant pee hole. They don't fit you right. They don't hug your buttocks. They don't hug your package. They don't have modal. What do you want? Cotton? Can I ask you, who sure. ever used the, the pee hole? Do you ever use that thing? I put it in the back for other reasons. All right. Oh, <laughs> I, I walked right into that one. You backed into it. These <laughs> uber cozy undies are sold <laughs> exclusively on the MeUndies website. <laughs> Where you'll enjoy free standard shipping in the U.S. That was like Canada. a double KO. That was like I, I got knocked down to get back up and you. Oh, that was the Bisping Henderson. Was- uh, and a limited time, everyone in my audience, our audience. It's stop. Can they stop yes. saying my, it's not my audience. It's our audience. It's Matt Sarah, Jim Norton audience. Thank you. It's 20% off. Remind me to bring up something afterwards about a nice cartoon I sent you the other day. You see that? Nothing oh. perverted. No, no. Okay. 20% off your first order. But you got to go to our special URL. It's meundies.com slash UFC. With the MeUndies Better Day Guarantee, you have nothing to lose. So don't wait any longer. Go to MeUndies.com slash UFC for 20% off your first order. MeUndies.com slash UFC. I really do wear them. Matt really does wear them. And with products, you never know if the hosts are telling the truth. I swear to God, I love these things. I love, I love MeUndies. This is UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans proudly supports UFC Unfiltered. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, it's important to work with someone you can trust who has your best interest in mind. And with Rocket Mortgage, you'll get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Don't waste time searching through stacks of paperwork. With Rocket Mortgage, you can securely share your financial info to get mortgage approval in minutes. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you get the mortgage solution that's right for you. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance your existing mortgage, you can lift the burden of getting a home loan with Rocket Mortgage. Skip the bank, skip the waiting, and go completely online at quickenloans.com slash unfiltered. That's Q-U-I-C-K-E-N loans.com slash unfiltered. An equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS consumeraccess.org number 3030. All right, we've returned. I went to the restroom and I, I uh, said hello to Matt's family in the other room. Yeah. Very, the kid is so cute, eight years old, it's her <laughs> birthday, and they're going to see The Lion King. Yeah. So we're talking about Wicked. And, um, you know, uh, Matt's wife said it might be a little too adult that they don't understand that. So we talked about The Wizard of Oz. I'm like, did you ever see it? And his daughter was so cute. And she's like, yeah, when I was a kid, it was scary. She's eight. <laughs> yeah, now she's more confident because she knows some jujitsu, some arm locks. So that witch ain't going to scare her now. But I guess it's all relative, right? Like when I was a kid, when she was three, that's being a kid. You're eight yeah, and you've well, seen a little bit of the world. But I mean, Mike, yeah, she's she's so mature for her age. She's so funny, that kid. She could like... Like, I take her to the dentist and this and that. She's talking the lady's ear off. She's just funny, man. That She's like me. 
Well, so they were all my, confident. My firstborn. I sent Jimmy. It was very now, nice. By now the look, way. I got this thing on Instagram. They may, they might have made my face a little bit too fat, but that's not bad. It's a you look happy. You know what is you look at you. You look like a fucking look at you. That guy did you right. Uh, my fa- I look like I'm saying cheese. Yeah, they got my cheese. lips are all weird. There's a, a cartoon. Uh, what do you call this? A, a, just a, a cartoon, cartoon of yeah, us, a basically a UFC unfiltered. Okay, and I'm going to give this guy a shout out because this he, he when he sent this to me, he goes, "I made this." You know what? Let me go right to my. I'm going to go to my Instagram and I'm going to only because this guy deserves a little bit of a shout out. It's very because, good. Because um, actually, I'm not going to be able to find this. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> I'm not going to be able to find this How about thing. this? Oh, wait. Yeah, sure I am. We could always make a he... commitment. If you can't find it now, we could always show it to him uh, or yeah. mention him on, on, on Monday. You know what it is? I'm just going to say his name because it's, um, it's on the picture. Yeah, what's his name? And his name is Max. How do you pronounce that? Let me see. Look at that. Uh, and Miz, uh, uh, Mizrahi. I'm going to guess. M-I-Z-R-A-H-I-E. Max Mizrahi Design. Yeah, I mean, um, this really guy, good job. What a good job this guy did, no? Yeah. I mean, I'm really just uh, blown away. They made me look very powerful, and they and I like they make me love saying cheese. I I like that he put a uh, cup of coffee, and I'm holding the belt, and yep. I have a cup of coffee in my hand. Yeah, no, but I wish you would have fixed my picture. I'm holding coffee and three dildos. That's just not right, Max. <laughs> it's accurate. It's not right to put in a picture. Gotta, hey, look, this is what you know. What he wrote? He goes, "I drew up this artwork because I am addicted." To this podcast, Jim Norton and Matt Serra, you guys are freaking legends. That's not me writing this. This is him. I know. And you, Matt's, Matt's a legend. I'm not a legend. Nah, I'm a nah, funny guy. Right. Matt, hey, Matt you're a le- He just said it right here. You're a legend. I'm laughing so hard at every show. They have great chemistry and the shows are always super entertaining and hilarious. Can't wait to listen in today. What a nice, I mean, see that? Thank you. This guy, thank you, Max. Very and nice. good job, Max. Yeah, it was, it was well done. Now send me a, a, a copy of this. I can put this up somewhere. Exactly. If you use my image, I'll sue you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thanks, Max. You, yeah, you can hear from our lawyers. No, I'm only it, kidding. It looks good. I don't have a lawyer. Yeah, me neither. No, yes, I do. Bill Monaco. Oh. I call him Wild Bill. But you know what's great about him? He's one of my purple belts, so I pay him by strangling him. Oh, that's where <laughs> he fucks up. Oh, yeah, he you can't be caught this week, motherfucker. All right. We uh we have uh let, let's we could try uh, Landon Venata's earlier. Yeah, let's try him. But because we Matt's done. on a schedule today because he's a very important business. It's his daughter's <laughs> birthday, and they're going to see the Lion yeah, King. Yeah, I got to take the family to see Lion King because uh, that that's a must. Because Lion King, that's what a lot of people call Trump. Oh shit, politics. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to do my Nicholson oh, for this man. kid. He's gonna love it. But he is fighting uh, on on. Uh, on UFC 209, which every time they put a great card, he's fighting David Timor. And uh, great card after great card after great card. And I know people are like, oh, you suck in the UFC's dick because you work for him. We do work for him, but the card is oh, great. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. And this is what I was saying, be- I think, before is, <laughs> we're probably going to get cut off again. No, you, I, you know, Valentine's Day. This is what yes. I was about to say before. I, I had the surprise. You know, my wife, I've been with her a long, long time, you know? So, you, and, and she loves Valentine's Day. And I try to- She wants romance. Well, she wants a little romance. You know, I mean, it's not enough having this, you know, hunky beefcake in, in bed every night. Absolutely. That, that alone is a she gift. She is lucky. That, that gift, the gift that keeps on giving. Absolutely. But- Lucky girl. <laughs> but the point is this. Landon, what's up, Landon? Oh, okay, oh. you scared the hell out of me. Because I'm trying to get, my point is, I, I'm like, all right, let me get something. So there's like a place called Oika Castle. It's in uh, Long Island. It's nice, like an old-fashioned castle. So I got her a night there for me and her. It's nice, expensive as shit. Is it a hotel or is it a? It's a castle 
going to be slash like hotel like you get to stay there oh and, nice so yeah man i mean it's not a motor or anything but it's a freaking you know it's like a big castle you know they have like weddings there and stuff oh you stay in a but castle yeah so we're staying in a castle it's nice and uh but we're doing that on the same day as this so i'm bringing oh. my i'm bringing my ipad you know i'm, I'm, to. I'm gonna have to watch this thing so she's to. like wait you gotta watch the fights it's our special night i'm like well listen i mean you like the fights don't you i'm trying to talk her into it listen either way i'm why i gotta listen Here's you i gotta can't say. miss i can't miss this you gotta say what am i gonna avoid the computer for the, the whole day you like the trip to the castle this is what pays the bills this is what we got to do. I like the way you're keeping it low because she's in the next room. You know, you yeah. better be careful. <laughs> you like the trip? No, no, but I'll make her want to watch though. it. That's you true. like the trip to the castle? Well, this is what pays for the trip. Uh, to hey, the who, do you, how do you think's, uh, who do you think's paying for this castle? So you don't say confrontational. No, 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 no. You like the trip to the castle? This is what pays for Do it as Nicholson. We I, don't even have a moat. Yeah. Um, how many uh, people uh, are we losing now? I'm going to do Here's Johnny. That's the only thing I got from That's him. Damn good. Damn good. He just improv that, I think. Thank you. I did improv that. Really? No, no, not you. Oh, Nicholson. him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take any kind of Good compliment. movie, though, right? Very scary. Oh, yeah. And, Very we, and we haven't seen old Scatman's shit. What's his name? Scatman Crothers. He's dead. Uh, the guy that was just in here the other day? Oh, that guy. No. Yeah. Oh, he reminded God, me of him. Right. Did that guy lose his job? If there was a guy that, that, that looks like the, uh, the old, the old, uh, the old black guy from the shining. Scatman Crothers. Yeah. yeah. And he came in here the other day, right during our live. He's in the blues brothers too. He what? Let me tell you a story about Minnie the Moocher. He was also Kung Fu. Uh, he was also the voice for, uh, who is that? What's the dog? That was the Kung Fu dog. Kung Fu. Uh, Hong Kong Fooey? No. Hong Kong Fooey, motherfucker! Was it really? Yeah! I can't remember to Could stay you see faithful in a relationship. Hong Kong Fooey? I, I swear it's him. Or else, yeah, it is. Hong Kong Fooey, number Kong one Fooey. super guy, right? I used to love that, man. I used to love that. The dog and he used to kick some ass. Who's the, who is that? Is that the voice of... I'm telling you, it's him. Was that it him? Is? I did that. not know that. I have so many stupid facts that mean nothing to anybody but me. It means a lot. I, I just taught me something. I didn't know that. Oh man, I like that Teledigan Nights, by the way. I don't remember it. I saw parts yeah. of it. You know what it is? You're so funny that you don't get you don't find other things funny. I don't know. I do. A, but what but the, the, Oh comedy movies. Yeah, man. I, I don't weird what, things now, make me laugh. That? Yeah. Like weird I like things. anything with Seth Rogen. I guess it's, I love I, I Seth Rogen. I could keep watching. they like they have that um Seth Rogen I love. You can just keep watching though, because like it, it does like I like a lot of stoner movies. I like Pineapple Express. I like Grandma's Boy. I don't know why. I just well <laughs> I like weed, but that's not the point. The, I just I like funny. I don't know. They have he's like, a friend of mine. He's great. Oh yeah, you know that Nick Swartzen. I oh Nick Swartzen. I hung out with yeah more than once. I hung out with him recently with Dana in, in Denver. You're we the hung out. Strongest boy in the world. He used to do that in his act. He always made me laugh. Oh, he's. I, I know him a long time, man. He's in New York. He sent you pictures of us. Ah, there. we have uh, Landon Venata on the phone. Finally, hi, Landon. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, buddy. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. And uh, how are you feeling? You're you're on a great, great card, man. Um, you know, the, the UFC just keeps putting together amazing cards. How are you feeling? You're on a pretty high-profile one. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked about it. I mean, it's awesome to be on this uh, this 209 card with, uh, you know, so many big names on the main card. It's just stacked from top to bottom. And I feel, I feel honored to be on the main card slot. Well, you deserve to be on there, buddy. After that last kick, let me tell you, that kick, the walk-off, <laughs> what the hell? Lando, that thing, we just, I, I like to watch fights and keep it, like because, you know, we watch so many fights. When I know somebody's going to be on, I like to watch their fights, like, on the train coming in. And just in studio, we just watched that fight again. 
And uh, wow, that's that uh, with uh, what's his name, Joe Odessa, uh, John McDessie. John, yeah, wow, man, that, that was a beautiful kick, man. I mean, the second that landed, yeah. you just knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, to, to be honest, I didn't even know it landed. Like I yeah. threw it and I didn't feel it hit or anything. You know, I, I just turned around. I saw him falling backwards. I saw the light fading from his eyes, and I just like, all right, I can't hit him again, man. That's yeah. mean. But the fact that you saw that, like I watched that a few times, and the way you look at him when he's down. Did you ever see Halloween, the original with Jamie Lee Curtis? <laughs> the way Michael Myers looked at somebody, his head would just kind of tilt to the left. You just enjoyed your work as he was. It was so beautiful that you didn't. You you kicked him and you watched him fall and you just casually walked away like that's how it was meant to be. Yeah, thanks for thanks for calling me a psychopathic killer, man. <laughs> well, you're in the right line of work. <laughs> yeah, shit, eh? Oh man. Well, you're yeah, fun to watch, was, uh, dude. I don't know. It was just fun, man. It was a lot of fun. I, I have a question for you, too, because I've noticed, and I, I, it's hard to describe your fighting style because you're so, and Rogan said fluid. That's a great word. You're very, very mm-hmm. fast. Uh, your hands are up almost like in a surrender thing, and then your arms are down by your side. And at times it looks like you're river dancing, and then you're throwing a kick. Like, you're <laughs> extreme. You got to be very hard to train for. But I noticed with your arms hanging down, like, you know, Ferguson is such a good striker. He was able to tag you a few times. Are you a little concerned that with, with the level of striking in the UFC, that that could be a problem to you, uh, even though you can really take a shot? No, nah, absolutely not. Like, um, you know, I, I have great distance, great timing, great reactions. My, my slips and my counters, my pulls, my, my rolling, my, my blocking skills are top-notch. The reason you saw Tony start picking me apart is just because I got tired. I had absolutely nothing left in me in that second round, and I just went out there and gutted it out. Um, we watched that first round, and yeah, I pieced him up. I tore him apart. When I was fresh and had gas in the tank, he didn't stand a chance. And, um, you know, I mean, I feel like that's how it's going to go against 99% of the strikers in this game. I'm, a, I'm on a different level striking than, than all of them. Yeah, and in a weird way, some of your movement reminds me of uh, of Wonder Boy in that, like, you you seem to be very comfortable with your your kind of your head being exposed, knowing that you're going to be able to get out of the way. And there was one point with Ferguson where he might, I want to say it was two or three consecutive punches. You ducked under. It was really a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah, yeah, he came he came in charging hard and flipped and rolled and found my exits. Uh, and you got yeah, the nick- you got the nickname Groovy at uh, Jackson Wink by Cub Swanson. We, we were dying to know why they call you Groovy. I didn't watch the fighting style, man. Personality, <laughs> who I am, it's how I fight. Oh, it was just you know, for that? Okay. A, it's a reflection of me. You're just groovy. What, what, now, what made you go out there? Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm from Jersey as well. And uh, what made you uh, go out to Jackson Wink? Did you, did, you, did you intend on fighting when you went out to, uh, to New Mexico? Yeah. So, so actually, I lived in Jersey. I mean, just to, to clarify a little bit. Uh, everybody thinks I'm from Jersey. I'm from Jersey. I only lived there till I was 10, and then I moved to Florida. Oh. Uh-huh. And then, uh, yeah, and that's where I began wrestling with in Florida. So I started wrestling out there, and then, um, you know, I ended up going to Jackson's for a month during the summertime when I was 16. Made a lot of friends. I uh, became close with the coaches and the team and just knew that eventually I'd go back, and it happened sooner than later. Now, who do you hold a purple belt under in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Uh, that's my buddy PJ Morales. Nice, and I it's see your buddy. Uh, okay. I think he's under he's under Nuba and Ayo or something like that. I'm oh. not really sure. Oh, good. That was like I haven't, I haven't rolled in a gi in nearly six years. Okay, but you still rolling obviously <laughs> without the gi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No gi all the time. But and now, and, and, and I haven't and, done I haven't done gi in ages. And, and when I, when I'm looking here, and I see you're you're an NCAA Division One wrestler. 
When, when did you start the striking? Because, I mean, when, when, when did you start that? Uh, six years ago. You started striking here. six years ago? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I came out here with uh, pretty much zero striking skills. Is that amazing um, to anybody else but me in the studio? <laughs> yeah, the speed, the, <laughs> the that, speed man? with your arms down by your side, the the speed you're getting your arms up is is really amazing, man. Yeah, you know, man. Just uh, I don't know. I, I guess I've always been athletic, I've always been explosive, but I just I pick things up quick, and yeah. I fell in love with striking. I created my own style, and it just seems to work. Created your own style. I like that. No, but well, listen, man. I mean, listen, like they say that, that the, uh, the, in the octagon or the ring, that's like, um, your canvas and you're an artist and all that stuff. And that's what it looks exactly. like, man. I yeah, love it. Absolutely. Yeah. You're expressing, yeah, you're expressing yourself in there too. You know, sorry. There's no, there's no, like, there's no routine when I go in there. It's all, it's just improvisation. It's what can we create today? I am it's all fresh. It's all new. Yeah, it feels that way. You know, Jimmy, I thought he was going to say that he was, oh, well, I started in karate at, at right. five. I can't, I mean, the guy's, I can't believe, six years ago, you started striking. That's amazing yeah. to me. That That's really is amazing to me in a good yeah. way. <laughs> and you were 8-0, and, oh, and your that. first fight in the UFC is against the number one ranked lightweight against Ferguson, and you took it on two weeks' notice. I mean, it was a tremendous mm-hmm. fight considering how, and why were you, why you said you had nothing left in the second round. Why, why was that? Oh, I mean, literally, I came, like, they called me on a Monday, and that was the first day of a fight camp that I was preparing for in August. So I had an eight-week camp planned, and they called me on my first day of camp. Like, I just got done drinking beers, oh. roaming around, you know, not doing jack. And they, they called me, and they were like, hey, you want to fight Tony Ferguson in two weeks? I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Um, that, that first round was such a high intensity. Tony keeps a really high pace. you got to keep a high pace to fight with yeah. him. I just didn't have the gas in the tank. I mean, I, I gave everything I had in that first round. And, you know, by the end of it, I was exhausted. I don't even remember anything in the corner. I couldn't hear my coaches. Yeah. All I could hear was my heart pounding in my chest and my ears and my face. Just, I had nothing in me. Yeah, shit, man. I've been there. Now, listen, that, that fight, yeah, that's the worst feeling. That fight that you were yeah. getting ready for was in for eight weeks. Uh, you about to get into a camp. Was that a, a fight scheduled for the UFC or no? No, that was for RFA. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, Ed Soros is the cool yeah. show for RFA. Yeah. I think it was supposed to be at uh, Bike Week, uh, Sturgis. That was going to be cool. But uh, that, yeah. Fight, which is even better. Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you. Yeah, listen, when they come knocking, you, you, you really have to answer the phone. You know what I'm saying? Oh, when, yeah. When, and, and let me tell you, with that fight, Lando, it's not like you're – your stock went down. That might be your first loss, but look what look what Tony Ferguson is now. And I, I'll tell you right now, I don't think I've seen anybody else do that to him. No. You know what I mean? Where yeah. you almost, yeah. I mean, you had him doing the funky, instead of the El Kukui dance, he was doing the funky chicken dance in that first yeah, round. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> And then, and then, of course, listen, man. I mean, like I, like I've told Jimmy, and I've said before, I'm never, I was never afraid of getting hurt in there, and but uh, I'm always afraid of getting tired in there. That's the worst feeling in the it's world. The worst feeling, absolutely the worst, man. Nothing, nothing can compare to that feeling. It's just like no pure dread. It is dread because Terrible. everything in you. You, your heart wants to go on, but everything in you is mm-hmm. saying, just get me out of here. <laughs> it's I, crazy. I came out for that second round and I tried to bounce around a little bit and get my footwork going. And I was like, nope, my legs aren't working. 
people oh, will never I'm know. Walk yeah. down. I'm gonna walk them down. See what happens. Yeah, people they will they'll never know what goes into 15 minutes worth of fighting. <laughs> they'll never yeah. realize. You know what I mean? It's so crazy. Hey, when you yeah. in that it's second, one of the toughest things to do in your life. Sure. When you and because you said you didn't have a full camp, obviously you had a really short one. So in that second round, when mm-hmm. you come out and, and you and you know that you you've spent a lot of your energy or most, of your, could you see that he still had plenty left? Oh yeah, I, I knew I knew he would. I mean, that guy, he never gets tired. He he just he goes goes goes. There's no uh, there's no fading in that guy. So I knew even if I, you know, unless I put him away, he's going to come back fresh in the second round. What do you think about the uh, the fight against him and uh, Khabib, uh, the main event? I think oh, the I co-main think event. I think. I think he takes it against oh, Khabib. Interesting, um, especially especially over five rounds. Especially over five rounds, I think. Uh, now, um, what his makes pace you... is insane, man? It's very scrambly. He tacks off bottom. He's uh, very unorthodox in his striking. He's got much better striking than Khabib. Yeah. I think it's an interesting fight, but I think he, I think he gets the edge. You think he hands him his first loss? Yeah, I hope so, man. I can't wait for Khabib to lose. Oh, why is that's <laughs> interesting? Is it because he's undefeated, or what is it about him you don't like? You know, you know when when someone has so much hype around them, every single person you talk to just hypes them up and like, yeah. oh no, Khabib, he's the best ever. Just it's, it's terribly annoying to hear over and over and over. How do you how do you, you feel know? you you feel you match up well with uh, Khabib? That's a tough fight. He's a great wrestler with a good uh, good top control. Obviously, I get the I got the edge on the feet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a fight I'm looking forward to eventually down the line. But yeah, I'm out. It's one we're going to have to train our asses off for and, yeah, and for really sure. come and prepare with some top-notch wrestling. Is it annoying to hear, too, because he's in the same weight class? Like, it, it's probably much more annoying yeah. when it's a guy in your weight class. Now nah, that doesn't bother me. It's, I mean, it could be a heavyweight. It's just when someone talks about it like that, I'm like, man, come on. He's going to lose eventually. Yeah, you're like, don't put him on a pedestal. Anybody can get yeah, taken exactly. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, he's going to lose eventually. It's just a matter of time. Well, yeah, and you wonder if there's any more pressure because, you know, I mean, I think I want, I want to say Tony is Fergus uh, twenty is twenty and three. I'm not sure if I'm remembering that correctly, but he's already had a couple of losses, so there's a little bit. It seems like the first loss won't mm-hmm. be as devastating as it might be for Khabib. Yeah, I mean, Khabib's carrying a whole country on his shoulders. Like everybody in Russia and everybody in Dagestan is just they are his best friend and like they are his biggest supporters. He shows up to the fights and he's got like a group of like sixty Russians with him, just all <laughs> supporting him. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about like not even the fans in the stands. I mean, like by his side. You know, there's a lot of pressure on that guy, so I'm sure he feels it. And you, and you train at Jackson Wink. How is John Jones? He's good, man. He's just he's grappling right now. Comes into grappling all the time, training, getting his jiu-jitsu better. Yeah, it looks pretty good for Stan Henderson. Yeah, he yeah, grappled Dan Henderson. He got him. Yeah, yeah, man. He's fighting July, right? Who's that? Jones. Yeah, I think he's supposed to. I, him and Cormier what? finally had their rematch. Oh. It's almost like waiting for Tyson Holyfield. Jesus Christ, <laughs> years. <laughs> well, good luck, man. You're really, really a fun fighter to watch. And and, and it, it, like I like the way you said you're just kind of creating it as you go along. It's improv because you really just, you don't know what you're going to do. You Again, like I've said, you would be very hard to train for the way you move yeah. um, and, and the way you hold your arms and the way you move with your, your legs. You're a very difficult guy to train for. Yeah, very entertaining, buddy. Like, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And good luck. You're fighting uh, David Timor. This is obviously uh, UFC 209. Woodley versus Thompson's the main event. One hell of a card. And I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing you fight and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, get to meet you in the future, okay? I appreciate it, fellas. All Look right. forward Th- to it. Thanks, Landon. Take, take care. Take care, Landon. Right. Yeah, La- uh, Landon Venata. Yeah.
uh, really, really promising lightweight who had uh, one and one in the UFC, but the the one loss was to Ferguson, and uh, like you said, he just he didn't have a proper camp. Man, listen, before I know we're gonna be getting out of here soon. Do you want to do any kind of plugs for anything before I get my whole family in here, or is there anything else we want? I will plug about? this. I mean, only because I know when we get them in here, it might be a circus. I will plug this. What are you plugging? Besides the fact that I'm uh, I'm with Sam Roberts every morning on, on Sirius XM. When are you going to invite me back? Whenever you want to come. No, we'll See, I you. put you on the spot. No, you didn't. You do ask me when I'm off air, though. You go, well, I'm, well, you know, I want you to come in. I would here. love to have you. I'm thinking maybe uh, maybe guys. Friday. I like Sam. I do, Sam's too. He's a good guy. Um, well, he's all right. Um, is he not that great? Yeah, he's good. No, he's a nice guy. Oh, and, by the way, can I just say, the, sure. the John Jones Cormier, I mean, he might come back in July, but that's not a set. Well, that's what I wasn't sure, yeah. Because he's yeah. fighting Rumble. So. Oh, Rumble, wait, who is? How dare you? How dare oh, you? Oh, that was my mistake. So in other words, Jimmy, I don't want to put you on the spot. You're just looking right past Rumble Johnson. Like he's no, not- I made a terrible mistake. I thought that when I heard, I'm thinking Cormier Jones too, but it's Cormier Rumble too. That's about with my mistake. That was our mistake. That's Sorry why you, about when that. you threw that off. I was like, oh, oh yeah. you should tell me. You should just tell me to shut up. I made a mistake. No, I wasn't sure myself because you know I'm shot. As you know, I'm a big fan of Anthony Rumble Johnson for Pete's sake. Yeah, him and Mark Hunt. And Ngano. Who? Ngano. Hey, How do you say it? Francis Ngano. Yeah. Um, what was I just saying about oh, my Netflix special is I March the wait. 14th. I, I can't wait. It's 10 days after the next after uh uh the big fight. That's right. 12 days from now. Or is it? I don't know. What to f- no, it's more than that. 12 days. It's not even. It's. <laughs> I'm, I'm so about. shitty with time. I'm not good with time. I know we're running out of time. Do, uh, what else do you want to plug? Uh, that's all I had to plug. Let's bring the Sarahs in here. Let's yeah. say hello to my family. You want to get them Christopher producer? A lovely family. Yeah, we're going to say hello. We'll get. We'll let each one of them get on the mic. And we'll just say, we'll have them say their name. And that this is exciting for them. This was like bring your family to work day today, Jimmy. Right. Let's see the whole. Let's see. Let's see my tribe come in. Oh, there's my 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 firstborn. Hello. And there's my secondborn. Hello. And then Hello. there's my thirdborn. And there's their queen. And they come in okay. in perfect order. From, Look at and this. Heist. So let me see. We're gonna start this thing off, and we're gonna have to talk right into the mic. Jimmy might have a question for you. I don't know. This is exciting. But let's start with our names, okay? Right in the mic. Let's see. My name is Angelina. Oh, that's cute. What about you? What's your name? Right. You gotta get right close. My name is Maria. Oh, that's that's right. That's your name. What about you? Sophia. Hello, oh, Sophia. Sophia. And hold on. Some listen. You know what's great about my wife? Some people they want to why they want to stick their heads in. She never wants to be in a picture. She right. I, I will. She doesn't want to be on mic right now. But I'm gonna have to say hello. Just yeah, yeah. look at her hiding. Just say hello. Just say hi. hello. Oh, she's so sweet. They're a lovely family. Any questions for these young ladies, Jimmy? Before we wrap this thing up and go see the Lion King for Angelina's birthday. Does your dad speak highly of me around the house? Does dad say nice things about his friend here? Yeah. I was a little hesitant, but I'll accept that. <laughs> oh, I was a little man. hesitant. Now, are all of you looking forward to see whose idea was to see the Lion King? You all want to see it? It was my mom's idea. <laughs> it was your mom's idea, and it's your birthday. Uh-huh. And you turned what else did you get for your birthday? Um, I got a new iPad. Oh, look at you. And um a case. You got so a case yeah. for the iPad? Uh-huh. Oh, you have to have that. So you, uh, you got some good stuff. Now, is it great for all of you now? It's your sister's birthday, but you're all getting to see The Lion King. So it's her birthday, and you're all getting a gift. That's pretty great. That's great, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, let me tell you. And they're excited because they got a dance competition coming up, and they are so excited. Well, let's give a shout-out to your dance school because you love that. You guys like, practically live there. Go ahead. What's the name of your dance school? You could say it. Get both of you together. Get it. What's the name of your dance school? Say it. Legacy, Legacy Dance, dance Center. Center. Oh, in Massapequa? Who's your teacher? 
Miss Dana, Miss Ashley, and Miss Jenna. Oh, look at that. That's so nice. All right, listen. Before- I danced when I was a kid. <laughs> I did. I wore the same outfit you're wearing. I was really an adorable little dancer, but I hurt my leg. Could you picture him wearing that little tutu like you're wearing? That would be weird. Oh, it was wonderful. <laughs> I was a swan. Listen, we're going to say goodbye to the audience and everything else. Sophia, do you have anything else to say? Any questions? I love you. You, lo- you love me? I love you. That's, oh, wow. Don't get me crying on you. That'd be very embarrassing. You remember in that? What's that movie with that? What's the movie when the daddy was crying? Do you remember? Daddy's home. Daddy's home. And what did the kids say? Don't cry like a little. I like when he cries like a little. I'm not going to say because it's a bad word. It rhymes with witch. Don't, don't say that word, though. A little snitch. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. Thank you guys for listening. This was very fun. Thank you to our guests. Uh, Thank you so much to uh, Alando Venata and, of course, Dale Earnhardt Jr. And more importantly, the Sarahs. Yes, Sarahs. Thank you. Thank you. And we will be back. I will talk to you soon. And uh, enjoy the Lion King, guys. Oh, we sure will. (laughs) All right. Take care. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.